Lifetime while bringing awareness to the needs of children in the foster system through our partnership with Children's Hope Alliance. My name is Ron Clements with my wife, Patty. Hello. And uh, we are in Mystic, Connecticut, a good little midway point between New York and Boston. It's literally two hours either way, which is nice. It is nice. It's nice to be able to be in a nice park with some green grass. That was what I missed from the last two RV parks. Yeah, we basically did our, our ur- we got our urban camping experiences out of the way in Philadelphia and uh, New York. And it was nice. It was nice to be able to cl- be close and get into the city quickly. Right. Yeah, and in Philly, we were four miles from Citizens Bank Park, and I mean, we were in South Philly, and it was you know it was definitely very urban. And then Jersey City, Jersey, we were two subway stops from One World Trade Center. Yeah, and, and when you say Philly was urban, it was industrial. Right, industrial urban. Yes. Yeah, at least in New York, we were like on the water because we were at the uh, Liberty Harbor. Right, we were easily able to walk around to the Liberty Harbor State Park, or was it just Liberty State Park? Just Liberty State Park, yep. Yeah, and literally, you can see the Statue of Liberty oh, from yeah. that park. And if it weren't for the park security, you could walk to Ellis Island over the bridge from Liberty State Park, but that bridge is reserved for uh, park personnel only. Yeah, and I think that's because they want people, they take people on the ferry and they want to keep it that way. But yeah, I got all excited when I saw the bridge and then they had a security gate there. They said, wah, wah. wah." (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk about New Jersey for a bit. It's probably fine and all if you live in New Jersey and you never want to leave New Jersey because... New Jersey has exit fees, basically. Right. We were talking about the fact that there was a toll, and other people even said that it's, you don't really pay to get into Jersey, but they make you pay to leave. And when you're driving an RV and towing a car, those tolls add up. When we left Jersey City to come to Mystic, two and a half hour ride, it cost us more than $50. It cost us $42 just to cross the George Washington Bridge to leave New Jersey. And then there were a couple tolls on the uh, New York Parkway. But, good Lord, 42 bucks. And then even when we left Philadelphia and were coming, in, or when, when we crossed over the bridge into New Jersey from Philly, there was like a $38 or 30-some dollar toll there. And it's like, man... Well, and you have to give them cash, right? Oh, yeah, that's another... Come on, New Jersey, step up. (laughs) Not everybody has 40 bucks worth of cash. Just You shouldn't have to make a special stop to the ATM just to drive your vehicle. Not in this day and age. They do have the easy pass option, but you have to have an easy pass. Yeah, and we didn't. Um, I think we... We have to look into see where Easy Pass is, is uh, accepted because it's, it's probably something we're going to have to uh, get. And uh, our friend Sean Sexton, old Marine Corps buddy of mine who we visited out in Rhode Island, had to pay $8 either way on the uh, Jamestown Bridge to get into Middletown, uh, Rhode Island to see Sean where he lives. But uh, he even said that uh, they get discounts if you get an Easy Pass. Well, um, you get discounts if well, you're you a resident. Well, you get discount as a resident, right. but then the Easy Pass will also save you money in the long run too, which I guess is the benefit of... Uh, 
of getting the Easy Pass. So something we have to look into. But RV tolls are super wicked expensive. If you are thinking of getting an RV and doing what we're doing and, and traveling, um, just beware. Uh, especially if you're towing a car because you still have to pay for your car. That's a, They count that as another axle. But, like I said, RV tolls are encumbering, aren't they? Yes, and those aren't the only kind of tolls that we're up against on this trip, are they? Whatever do you mean, dear? <laughs> well, you know, my the... my dad said this uh, this RV adventure of ours would bring us closer. We're definitely closer, <laughs> <laughs> figuratively and literally. <laughs> right. Well, I, it will. I think it just takes some time getting used to being together all the time and being the only people i mean we're interacting with other people but one of the things i mentioned to you earlier that i miss is really like spending time with our friends as well because you make friends along here but we're moving we keep moving from place to place so you can't really have any long-term right friendships that way or yeah. at least you can't spend a lot of time with the folks that and, way. And that'll be nice. Uh, we found out, we got a lot of big news this week, too, that we really need to bring up. Um, first, uh, um, our friends Kirsten and, and Trisha, who live in Nashville, said, or Murfreesboro, technically, they told us that they will be visiting us in Cincinnati when we're there. Yay! Uh, <laughs> um, our friends Pete and Maria are going to come up from St. Louis and see us when we're in Milwaukee. And we're going to go to a game with them. But those are not the only people Yay, also. with whom we're going to a game <laughs> in Milwaukee. Because my Milwaukee Brewers, my favorite team, really made me more of a fan. When I read an email on the subway Wednesday on our way to Yankee Stadium. Yeah, so all of a sudden... Ron Clements starts jumping up and down. He says he was dancing. He was jumping up and down. <laughs> I was doing a happy dance. He was. On the subway. Yep. And uh, that was because I got an email that said that the Milwaukee Brewers donated 50 tickets to an organization in Wisconsin called ANU, A-N-U, ANU Family Services, and uh, could not be more excited for the June 21st game against the Cardinals because we're going to have a group of 50 people from a new uh, people in the foster system, uh, kids and their families, and uh, that's going to be exciting and, and rewarding. Uh, we felt that way in Miami when the Marlins donated 40 tickets to our kids of Miami-Dade. We felt that way in Greensboro and in Durham when Children's Hope, Children's Hope Alliance got the tickets from the Grasshoppers and the Bulls and now Milwaukee. Uh, hopefully, before we get to Milwaukee, uh, we have some kids uh, go to that Detroit Tigers game with us. Um, you know that's still in the works, uh, but it's yeah, all we're, it is we're, awesome. We're, yeah, it, we're really excited. It's really a great opportunity for these kids and their families, and I'm really happy that we're able to be part of it and help to get that happen, make that happen. And you actually connected with someone at a game. Speaking of meeting people, oh yeah. Uh, Cheryl. Hey, Cheryl. Shout out to Cheryl. <laughs> I met this woman named Cheryl. Well, well first of all, we're in, we're in Bradenton, Florida at a Pittsburgh Pirates spring training game. And they were playing the Tampa Bay Rays. And I just saw a guy wearing a Wisconsin Badgers hat. And so me being me, I walked up and I said, hey, I'm, you know, I'm from Wisconsin. You're from Wisconsin and talking to them. And, and we talked about this before on the podcast as well. 
because uh, this, this there was a group of six people, and they had a little boy named Kenny with them, this little nine-year-old boy. Well, when once I told them what we were doing and why we were down in spring training and what our plan was for the year, Cheryl said that she works at Anu. And then they tell me that Kenny, the nine-year-old boy, was adopted through the foster system. And I was like, holy cow. I was like meant to meet you people. Absolutely. And then, but when, even then though, when she said, yeah, I'll pass your information along and, you know, who knows if somebody's actually going to follow through with what they're going to do. But she did. And we could, I could not be more happy. And then even kind of a small world kind of deal. So then I talked to a guy named Matt Raisler with Anu and I'm from La Crosse, Wisconsin. He's from Westby, Wisconsin, which is like 45 minutes from La Crosse and my aunt Gail used to be married to a guy named Mark Raisler, and turns out Mark and Matt are like third cousins. I mean, <laughs> so my aunt was married. They're not married anymore, but my aunt was married to his cousin, and it's just like he was just like, oh yeah, I remember Gail. <laughs> so yeah. super small world there. Definitely, definitely a small world. And speaking of friends and running into folks, we're going to City Field Tuesday. And we're actually going to have one of my former high school friends sitting with us. Eric's going to join us. Yeah, and I've never met Eric. We just You told me, like, I don't know, a couple months ago that you knew a guy who lived in New York. And I was like, oh, yeah, old boyfriend? And you were like, no. Yeah, we're just so a we're, friend. We're, <laughs> yeah, and we're friends on Facebook, and we were talking about it. And he said, hey, let me know when you guys are going to be there so that we can meet up. So he's actually going to sit with us at, at City Field. So we're excited about that. And I'm excited about going back into New York and exploring. We've done some exploring already. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. And so we got to see the World Trade Center from the outside. We got to see the memorial and the pools the north and south pools at uh at the former sites of the two world trade center towers yeah that is just oh wow i mean it's so, it's so emotional humbling. yeah yes uh you and i both had the same reaction when we saw that we just didn't even have the words for it right it's just it's amazing um a time to look back on and a time to reflect yeah for sure uh and then uh but we did we did a lot, quite actually quite a lot of sightseeing in in New York and then even our one day in Boston uh, went to the Paul Revere House and and uh, the Old North Church and where down, there was a turkey outside. Oh my God! That was just it was random actual live turkey. We're not even using kind of any slang. There was actual <laughs> turkey just perched on the wall outside the Old North Church and it's just like so random. And he was just cleaning himself. He was yep. he didn't care. About it, he's preening. Whatever. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah. Apparently, wild turkeys are not anything new in Boston, which is something that I totally would not have expected. And we're not talking about the drink. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but then you know, we walked down to uh, the, the the harbor. Patty had some tea. With of course, with your pinky out because you're fancy. That's right. <laughs> and then we went to Fenway, and Fenway Park was really cool. It's kind of funny the. The two stadiums we went to in the last week were uh, the arguably the two biggest rivals in baseball, New York Yankees and Boston Red Sox. We, went, we saw them both play at Yankee Stadium in Fenway Park this week, this uh, past week. Definitely a big rivalry there. And Yankee Stadium, I enjoyed. You know, a lot of people talked about the fact that they didn't like the fact that it's like, I don't know how you'd say it. I guess it's more vertical. 
the stands are like over each other a little bit. And I actually liked that because I feel like you are closer and a little more intimate. Yeah, we were in this 200s there and uh, kind of like just up the third baseline kind of behind home plate but but up the third baseline a, a little bit and yeah it was it was it felt like we were really close which is cool um of course yankee stadium is what you would expect in terms of price and affordability it is expensive food you know 15 bucks for a beer uh kind of like what we ran into at nationals park but at least at nationals park the tickets are are, are a little cheaper <laughs> uh fenway tickets are not cheap um uh, the food is a little less expensive uh, the, the the food and drink. They did have your uh, uh, unlimited souvenir soda. They had unlimited souvenir soda, and they had a refillable popcorn as well, so families could get that. And they also, actually, at Yankees Stadium, they had the chicken bucket. Do oh, yeah. That? Oh, yeah, dude. If you actually want something... That will not break your bank at the concession stand at Yankee Stadium. You got to go to Nathan's, the the Nathan's concession stand, because not only do they have hot dogs there, but they. And, well, by the way, they only had one kind of beer. It was all. It was just Miller Lite, because I guess Miller Lite and Nathan's are connected, or at least at that concession stand they are. But no, this twenty dollar bucket of fried chicken, and it wasn't like bone fried chicken. It was like chicken tenders, chicken strips, yeah, yeah, chicken strips, and and French fries, and it was good. Uh, the people next to us got one, and and they said we can't finish it here. Have a piece of chicken. So I, and they pretty much forced it on me. So I did have a little, you know, nugget well, you of were, chicken. You were asking them, hey, what's in your bucket? Well, yeah, yeah and, and, and they thought I was asking because <laughs> right. I wanted something, but I was actually trying to figure out how much they paid for it so that we could include it in our podcast and in our stadium review, right. which will be up uh, shortly. But yeah, they they actually had really good prices at the Nathan's concession stand, which is. Uh, on the uh, left field um, at, at Yankee Stadium. So it's on the 200 level. Uh, but uh, we're going to pause here for a minute to get a word from Children's Hope Alliance. But when we come back, we will tell you uh, about my rookie mistake in purchasing tickets at Fenway Park. Did you know there are enough kids in foster care to fill the rosters of almost 1,500 MLB teams and their entire farm systems? We need more foster parents. Visit childrenshopealliance.org to learn more. I didn't give birth to these kids, but they're here and they're our family and they're our kids. Carrie and her husband couldn't have a baby on their own, but they wanted to raise a family. So they reached out to Children's Hope Alliance to learn about becoming foster parents. Children's Hope Alliance helped place a little boy named Riley in their home. The couple adopted Riley about a year later, then adopted his older brother too. Now their house and their hearts are full of family. To learn more about becoming a foster parent or to learn how to spread the word about fostering, visit childrenshopealliance.org slash advocate. All right, we're back in the Home Run on Wheels podcast. And Patty, uh, I, you know, I got the tickets at, at Fenway Park. Uh, you wanted to be close to the monster, but not like too close to where you couldn't appreciate the monster. So I did that, section 162. I got seats one and two, thinking they'd be on the aisle. They were... What did you say? You thought they were going to be on the end. Well, they were on the end-ish next yeah, to a rail. Next to a rail that went right into the next section. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they have two sections are together, and there's aisles on either side of the sections, but not an aisle in not between in the, the sections. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I was on a railing uh, next to this uh, young teenage girl who, you know, who was with her friend, and... Um, 
But we actually had some fun people around us at Fenway Park. It was sold out. That game was sold out. It was a Saturday afternoon, a 4 o'clock game. Oh, it's a gorgeous day, too. Beautiful day. That's probably what made our day in Boston a little more enjoyable, too, because it was like perfect weather to walk around. Yeah, it, it was perfect weather to walk around, and we were actually talking about the fact that we were in the shade yeah. at the game. So, folks, if you go to Fenway Park... In July or August, you want to be on that left field side because the sun sets on that side of the stadium and you will be in the shade for an afternoon game. So you definitely, July, August, if you don't want to roast. Yeah, you're roasting in the bleachers for sure. Oh, faux show. And even in the (laughs) uh, uh, right field decks, uh, uh, you're going to be in the sun pretty much the whole time for an afternoon game. It was a lot of fun, though, and the only thing that I would say that was a con of that stadium is that because it's the old stadium, I guess, the seats are really tight. Yeah, you are very tight in there. Uh, it's not a lot of leg room <laughs> right. in, in front of you. But I, let me ask you've said all, all along when we started this thing that Fenway Park was the one stadium you were most looking forward to. Did it live up to expectations? Absolutely. It did. I was expecting it to be exactly what it was. It's nostalgic. You walk in there and they intentionally make it feel nostalgic. You can tell from the signage that's in the concessions area and the concourse um, to even the signage that they have, even when they're bringing up some of the stuff on the um, scoreboard. Like when they're not showing the scores and they're showing some stuff in between, they make it kind of look like it's an old-fashioned scoreboard type of deal. Yeah, even though it's digital and and stuff. But they do still have the manual scoreboard on the the monster. I love a manual scoreboard. I don't know why. I just do. And I think it's just, again, the nostalgia of it that I like. And what adds to Fenway, too, is when they have the the copies of the old newspaper clippings and stuff and and it's just it's a great sense of history at that ballpark and probably the only other ballpark that has something like that would be Wrigley Field because now in this day and age of everybody getting a new ballpark Fenway Park and Wrigley Field are the last two that are still standing and and still in use yeah and there would be a big uproar if they tried to do anything with either of those stadiums but the one (laughs) other thing I will say is one of the things okay I'm not a fan of Wrigley Field. I like the nostalgia of it, but I don't know. I don't know if it's just that it seems dirtier to me or something. I don't know. I feel bad saying that. but And it has nothing to do with the fact Cubs, Cardinals, any of that. because They don't have a trough in the ladies' room, do they? Uh, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it's just like when you go, even when you're up in the stands, like we walked up, we had really good seats, like we said. But when we walk up behind... Um, up to the top it reminded me of Wrigley and it feels like Wrigley might be worse but maybe I'm just it's just my memory no there's some seat obstruction there the obstructive views and things like that up there but you did notice one thing there that you did like about the poles that have the uh, the obstructed views they did have the TVs on them yes yeah so you could see necessarily know if I can't remember I think they do yeah they do at Wrigley yeah yeah Yeah, they do so I don't know it's just 
it is different. It's not the same, but there's some similarities there for sure. Yeah, then we're talking about the area up by Tully's Tavern, which we did walk up to. And you know, not the best views, especially if you're in the back uh, up there. Uh, you definitely want to be in front of those poles. But again, that's on the right field line. And if you're in front of those poles with the obstructed views, then you got to deal with the sun for a day game. So if, you pick, if you're picking up what we're putting down, <laughs> sit down the left field side right. at the third base side at Fenway Park, and you'll be happy. Yeah, and and you know I've said before, I said when we were there that I I really I don't know I've always had this thing for Boston that I really thought I would like to go there. I had never been there before, and I really did enjoy it. I loved the um, the old North mm-hmm. North Boston area. Um, you know, we walked around afterwards and walked up to the, the where the Cheers Bar is and. It was really just, I love that neighborhood feel and everything. And so, despite my other reasons for not liking the Red Sox, I yeah. really like Fenway Park. 2004 World Series. Yes. I really like Fenway Park and I really like Boston. Yeah, I like Boston too. And, and New York, well, New York is New York. The, you, you're you going to expect the, the, the hustle and bustle of the Big Apple and it's exactly what New York City has. The area around Yankee Stadium we really didn't get to see much. We we rode in on the subway and then we took the subway back. Right. Uh, but a lot of bars around there, though, and and just a sea of people when you get off the uh, off the uh, subway. A lot but, of Yankees fans. Yes, but <laughs> if you do what we did, the subway will drop you off right at gate six. Um, don't enter in at gate six because that is where the sea of people is. Go around to a different gate, and you probably won't wait as long. Again, we made a rookie mistake doing that. Just like me picking the what I thought was aisle seats at Fenway Park, and they were not aisle seats. But as Patty said, our next stadium is City Field Tuesday night against the Atlanta Braves, and we're going with Patty's old uh, former high school classmate Eric. So we're looking forward to that, and you can hear all about that Thursday's episode of the Home Run on Wheels podcast. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.